Welcome to our podcast, A Real World Discovery of Guest Experience in the Hospitality and Lodging Industry, uncovering a mixture of technologies and human-driven initiatives that are raising guest expectations and forever changing the guest experience across the hospitality and lodging sector. If you are interested or involved in the travel industry and are passionate about creating unique guest experiences, join us as we talk to experts in the industry to learn about the future trends and how you can set yourself apart from the competition in 2021 and beyond. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Guest X Podcast. Another week, some more talk about guest experience. Here with my co-host, Brian O'Malley, who is in beautiful Orlando. I can see a little bit. He's sitting out on his back porch, folks. I mean, this is this is a tough gig that Brian has. That's um, really hard. Yeah, I, I've got like a, I've got I'm office suffering. space behind me. <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah, this is, I need to get Brian's job. But Brian, fun, fun conversation last week with Tyler Sindel at Fair Harbor. Really the second, I would say, tours and attractions guest that we've had on was you know owned by booking.com so they're probably a little closer definitely closer to the lodging side than say you know when when arrival was on which is the association really the big worldwide association for these tours and attractions so i think had a little more insight into the lodging but i will tell you i got i left with a lot of the same feelings after we talked about arrival really interconnected, interdependent industries that are both right now just moving so fast within their own industry that they, they they just don't have the time or the money or what have you to really connect these two industries the way they have. And it, it's going to happen at some point, but I don't think we got any answers that that's that we're a lot closer to that happening right now, just being honest. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's such a complicated, it, it's such a complicated topic because we have so many synergies. The tours and activities space is very similar, I feel, to vacation rentals or hospitality in general. They've got individual operators that they're trying to manage and then they're trying to manage their guests and the experiences. And then they've tried to standardize what that experience is supposed to look like. How do you greet a guest? How do you collect the money from the guest and then give it to the operator? And then some operators are adopting technology, some aren't. And so it's very fragmented. And then adding into the mix that we now want to start absorbing those tours and activities as professionals in, in the hospitality, you know, in the lodging space uh, adds just a whole level of complexity. But you know, my passion for bringing a, a total experience to a guest from start you know from the time that they book a home to the time that they're booking an activity is there we need to see this happen because until we don't figure out how to deliver that experience entirely we're never going to be able to deliver a an all-around the 360 guest experience to a guest we can always deliver information but are you really delivering the entire experience so super fascinating I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done. They're obviously more focused on expansion into international markets and looking at new markets and expansion of activities and tours and then 
monetizing that and, and seeing how that works. And then in turn, really engineering internally to optimize their system so that they can transact better. But I don't know that you know we're going to ever come closer to being able to deliver a connection between vacation rentals or hotels directly to tours and activities and, and see that flow really smooth. I think it's a very difficult exercise. I, I think we will get there, but I, I agree with you. I think we're a long way off. To be fair, I think a lot of the things they're doing or what they need to do in order to, to meet us in a place at some point in the future where we can all get together and figure that out, but they're still trying product aggregation and standardization of the way their system talks and to these activity providers and books and it books the activity providers and things like that. They've got to standardize between themselves and their partner before they can then allow outsiders to come in and absorb that that functionality. And I mean, they're 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 just still so so early on, even after being acquired by a massive company like Booking.com. You know, I don't know what they were, but at one point, I think they were like six percent of the U.S. market, and they were the largest. So. Yep. Just a long way to go. I wish those guys the best because they, I will tell you from Explorey's standpoint, an absolute pleasure to work with yep. and want to, they see the value in the lodging. But, you know, we all have to make decisions every day. And I just think a lot of times it's like, you know, they, they understand they've got to keep running, you know, towards these, this acquisition of product. Um, and that, that takes up a lot of time and money. So, the idea may be that they're not the 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 people that need to bring this to market. Maybe it's not their job. Maybe it's Explorer's job to do that interconnection between our softwares and theirs because our softwares in our industry also change daily. And yeah. their software changes according to what our OTAs are demanding or our property managers are demanding. So our systems are constantly changing. And there's no way for a company like Booking.com for Fair Harbor to be able to adjust to our changes as well. That, that's very complicated. It is. It is. Okay. Well, why don't you, let's, let's talk a little, give our guests a little bit of an intro on this week's guest. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It should be a great conversation. On today's show, we are talking to Jonathan Lancaster, the Senior Vice President of Natural Retreats. Natural Retreats was founded in 2006 and is a luxury vacation rental management company that operates in some of America's most beautiful and iconic destinations. Hey, Matt, today we've got an awesome, awesome guest on our show. Jonathan from Natural Retreats has joined us. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Matt and I are really excited right. to chat to you about a guest experience. Yeah, thanks so much. Great to be here. And, you know, it's this is a topic that we spend a, a lot of time thinking about and trying to sort of come up with a strategy around. So love to love to talk about it. Awesome. So before we get started. What I'd like to get, what I'd like to do is just get your definition on guest experience. What is your view on guest experience? Yeah, so I mean, probably the most difficult question to answer, right, right off the bat. It's such an all-encompassing concept, right? And so I'm going to have a, a bit of a sort of, I guess, nuanced response. You know, if you had asked me ten years ago what guest experience was, I would have talked all about activities, right? So I came into this space from a background in outfitting. My background was in luxury fly fishing lodges. So what's guest experience? Oh, it's it's all the stuff that you do 
outside of where you sleep, right? So it's being on the river, it's going for that hike, it, it's catching that fish, it's it's seeing the mountains, it, it's it's all that sort of thing. Now, after being exposed to sort of this industry for you know a decade, it it encompasses so much more. I mean, it's it's the full guest journey, and uh, you know it's it's from the the time somebody interacts with your social post or your advertisement or sees your website all the way through the booking process, the, the guest service elements, also the activities, you know, I would have always included, but some things that, you know, I wouldn't have even thought about years ago around safety, right. And consistency and standardization, you know, brand sort of equity, you know, so I, it's, it's a very big question with a very big answer, but I, I think what we can say is that it's, it's becoming bigger and bigger as time goes by and as guests and consumers become more familiar with this type of product, their expectations around guest experience grow as well. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Brian. We, and we hear this a lot, you know, just coming from a conference the other day, you know, we talked about the impact that the comparison to other lodging is naturally having on our industry, right? You're bringing people in that have had, you know, kind of that hotel experience where, you know, big brands, they've been ahead of, you know, ahead of vacation rentals and technology and a number of things for, for a number of years. And, and naturally so. And so the expectations are, you know, that it is going to feel like a consistent experience from start to finish. And, you know, I love what you said there, Jonathan. And I think everybody we've really talked to over the last 30 episodes or so has has really kind of echoed what you've said, which is it is really expanding as far as now it's almost a 360 from the time I start thinking about to book until really until the next time I'm thinking about booking again, you've got to have that whole guest experience. One of the things I find fascinating about natural retreats, and I think it makes a lot of sense when you talk about your outfitting background, but that guest experience is really, I mean, look, it's in the name, natural retreats, right? It's a, a lot of your locations, if not all your locations I can think of are in areas where People are visiting to get outside and, and experience And My first, I'll never forget, my first experience with natural retreats was that, that someone had brought to me, they're like, hey, these guys have an explore team. I'm like, wait a minute, we're exploring. And they're like, no, no, theirs is an explore team. But you call your, I guess, for lack of a better term, your concierge team, but you guys have had this concept, this explore team whose job it is really to help guests enjoy the market. Talk a little about how you guys have built this branding around guest experience. Yeah. So the, uh, you know, right from the early days of the company, you know, we, we had this concept of the explore team and the explore team was the sales team, the reservations team, but we wanted that team to do more than just take reservations, right. And, and book beds. We wanted them to be engaging with the guests having a conversation with them, trying to understand what they wanted out of their trip. And, you know, then, you know, providing the types of concierge services we felt were necessary to fulfill guest demands. And especially in the early days, it, it really revolved around 
being outside in nature, right? So the the first concept was, okay, we're going to only be in locations that are in close proximity to national parks. That was like the original concept around the company. We've since expanded that, but we've still made the, the conscious decision that it's resort markets, right? It's it's markets where people are going to do something, participate in some sort of activity, and we gravitate towards outdoor activities even now. But the I think the, the core concept was, hey, when you call to book a house, you're going to be having a conversation with somebody who knows the market, who's gone on that hike, who's seen the waterfall, who knows which outfitting partners and vendors provide the best experiences. And we're going to do our best to set you up with those people so that, you know, at the end of your trip, you say, hey, that, that the house was great. But you know what? That was also a fantastic getaway bonding experience for our family. And that's why we're going to come back to natural retreats is because of, you know, you, you thought about our needs and you provided something that we were looking for. I will tell for those for our listeners. I, I will tell you this is pl- and it's been a pleasure to work with Natural Retreats. This is not something they pay lip service to. You know the two things that jumped out to me, Brian, was you know once I had the opportunity to go to their corporate office pre-COVID. I, I don't know if Natural Retreats has gone back to their office yet, but and you know that Explore team sits right in the middle of of the office. You know you've got revenue you've got you know the the owner acquisition people you've got finance but everyone's hearing those conversations and and and, you know what i witnessed in just like a day and a half was just this it creates this constant kind of buzz around what are people saying what are questions are they asking which affects all these different departments and then you know, I, in fact, I think the the head of marketing for the East just contacted me a couple of weeks ago. They're sending people into Tennessee, you know, during the during the slower times of the year to, you know, kind of renew all of their content. They're doing video. You know, we're we're hooking them up with activities. I mean, they're sending people into these markets, and I, I think that's important because I think some people hear from these larger companies, you know, Brian. Like you know, these things, and they go, yeah, it sounds good. Are they really doing it? But I think the success speaks for itself, and you know, they're really living this this branding. Yeah, and, and it- I do. I think it's so unique what you guys are doing, and, and fascinating as well. Because you know, as we start to speak to some of the larger brands and some of the larger property managers in general, it's just a big task. I mean, there's a lot that you guys are trying to achieve, not just producing good guest experience inside of a home, but you guys are trying to tackle tours, activities, and experiences outside of the house. So the complexity behind that is monumental, right? Executing that is pivotal. How do you do that? And and Matt, we talk about this all the time, and it comes back to data. You guys have to understand the guests that are arriving at your units uh, to be able to achieve that. I think it begins there. If you know the family units that are coming in and the type of experiences that they're looking for, then you can put together a team based around the data that you're receiving from your guests and, and then give them the experience. So I think you guys are probably executing that, but you're coming from a very unique position because your background really started there, right? Yeah. and. It- you know, it, it's been a, a journey, obviously, and we, we've tried different things and we, we figured out what works and what doesn't work. In the beginning, it really was a bunch of people who just loved being outside. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, it was, you know, these are people that 
you know, kayak in their spare time or ski in their spare time and just love to be outdoors and say, okay, how can we, you know, weave in our passions into this sort of lodging industry? And in the beginning, it, it, there was a, a major lodge component to it. So it wasn't all short-term vacation rentals. It was a piece of what we did. So really the, you know, the impetus for it was our own sort of, you know, personal desires to live this life. But, you know, as we, as we sort of matured, we realized that, hey, this is, this is more than just something that we want. This is something that guests experience and it, they're, they're reacting to it and enjoy it and they appreciate it. And it, it started to really morph into, hey, this is a fantastic business model in terms of, repeat guest loyalty, guest satisfaction. And as our sort of brand and company kind of morph, that sort of that concept of service, you know, was, you know, became really the, you know, the, the crux of the, of the model, you know, listen to the guests, figure out what they want, do everything we can to provide them with that, both on the activity side. And like I was mentioning earlier, you know, how, how do they want to interact with our teams? How do they want to interact with technology? Do they want a face-to-face meeting? Do they want a remote check-in? You know, all that is also a component, right? But it really does stem from conversations, people talking to people and, and then reacting. So, so far, Matt, I think he's the only and this is the only company that we've talked to that actually has a focus on activities and real like experiences outside of the home when we talk to most big pms the focus is internal focus on the guest arriving at the unit and i have a very similar view to you which is guest experience lives inside of a house but it is it is just a small part of how you build the experience. I think tours and activities and experiences outside of the home is really how people enjoy their vacation. They're not coming to the house to enjoy the house. They're coming to a destination to enjoy the destination. So doing what you guys are doing is phenomenal. One question I have for you is as you guys start to expand your company, and you're doing your acquisitions. You guys are looking at different destinations. You're looking at different property managers and their operations. How do you guys control the quality of basically the, the, the property managers of the acquisitions and then instill your views on guest experience into those companies and standardize them? I think that's a, a massive task in its own because I mean, you're acquiring some significant companies that have been in the industry for a long time and asking them to operate the same way that you guys do isn't easy. Yeah. And I think the the easiest answer to that is that it's picking the right companies, right? We're, we're not picking a company that doesn't value guest experience and then trying to turn them into, you know, natural retreats. We're, we're looking for companies who already share that sort of ethos and then figuring out, okay, how do we bring them into our ecosystem? And, and sometimes that means, hey, they, they've got this figured out. We're going to leave that aspect of their business alone, right? They're really good at it. You know, we'll try and bring efficiencies and we'll share concepts that we have that work really well, attempt to standardize for consistent guest experience if somebody is going to multiple destinations. But the thing that we're never going to, you know, break or try very hard not to break is the the on the ground experience led 
model that that acquired company has spent so much time building. You know, so I, I think it's the the first step is being selective in who you want to work with. You know, and and so far that's worked well for us. And, and, and obviously, Jonathan, for our listeners, most of our listeners will have heard, I, I know that you guys have had a number of acquisitions, and I think you're up to you know, 16 or so destinations, you know, but obviously probably the most public is was the acquisition of 360 Blue along the Emerald Coast. I think it may be maybe not quite, but almost doubled the size of, of natural retreats. And to your point, for those of you who have been along the Emerald Coast, 360 Blue very much fit what what you were talking about, Jonathan. And I think that goes to identifying the right targets of acquisition where it is already ingrained in the culture, maybe not the way you do it or how you go about, but that's easier to teach than than actually convincing someone that guest experience is important. So that makes a lot of sense. One thing I do notice though, and I'd love to hear you talk to is, you do leave these brands in place. I believe in all the markets, but if not in, in a significant number of them. And I'm sure that some of that is an SEO play, right? They've, they've built some real equity there. Do you guys, do you feel like the power, and by the way, you're not alone, you have V-trips, I think, you know, it's 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 by V trips. You know, it's kind of that that second soft brand behind the name. Yeah. So obviously, there's something to this. Talk to us about how you guys view that, and does that make it more difficult to move guests around the country to different natural retreats, especially if maybe product is different, right? You know, maybe you've got different product in New Hampshire than you do at 360 Blue or out in Park City, where you guys have done done very well in some of those markets out west love to hear hear about that yeah i mean this is one of the sort of the biggest questions we as a company tackle right and you know any any sort of large-scale national brand is going to come across the same the same you know issue i I think the one way to answer this is it, it it only makes sense to to standardize the brand, if the brand really means something to consumers, right? And, you know, that takes time. You know, we're at different stages of transitioning to the natural retreats brand in different markets. You know, if if we feel in a market that the natural retreats brand has more resonance and means more to consumers than the acquired brand, then we'll make that shift. Um, If we feel like in the case of 360 Blue, the 360 Blues brand equity on on the coast is, is unparalleled, right? Yeah. They, we would be foolish to to try and and mess with that. So obviously, and that's an anomalous kind of acquisition, right? That's not the normative acquisition that we do. It was sort of a a dream situation where two two brands that were very very well aligned were able to come together and make a deal. So. In that case, we're we're always going to leave a brand like that in place. We want people to know that the brands are connected, that that we're under the same umbrella, and that we have national strength because of that. But we certainly don't want to try and say, "Hey, Natural Retreats has some secret sauce that you know outranks the 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 company we purchased." Because there there are, as both of you well know, there are hundreds and hundreds of single site operators that have incredible brand equity and incredible guest service, right? So we, we want to acknowledge that. 
But I would say that the, you know, outside of the really massive anomalous acquisitions, the intention is, you know, as natural and treats brand equity gets greater and greater to transition more and more of those sites into just natural retreats. But we're being very cautious and careful and, and thoughtful about about that. That that's interesting. You're right. It is. I hadn't thought of it, but it is very much a regional, you know, region by region decision. And and building, you know, we went through this at Explory five years ago. We switched from ASI and it was part of a larger transaction, but we we kind of developed more of a consumer-facing brand of Explory, although we're still a soft brand. But you know, we talked about brand awareness and its value, but as 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 you know as well, Jonathan, it's also very expensive, right? To go out and compete, the money that some of these, you know, the OTAs and stuff are spending to try to drive direct traffic, organic, it works if you can really execute, but it's a slower long-term play to your point. And you've got to be patient, patient with it. You know, Brian, one of the mistakes I think I made when I came into this industry, and you've now You've got two property management companies, the one you, you you built and sold, and then you're kind of starting to get into it, building another one in Orlando. I'd love to hear your thoughts. But, you know, I would hear partners say, well, we, we're working, we're building our brand. And I was thinking, well, you really don't have a brand. Well, but that was true nationally. But to Jonathan's point, it, for families that return to the same area every single year, I don't need to have a brand nationally. I just need to have a brand of everybody who comes to the Emerald Coast. I think of our partner, Jeannie Daly at Newman Daly, right? Like one market, 250 rentals or so. And let me tell you, everybody who comes to Destin 30A, like they know Newman Daly. So mm -hmm. that's all, that's what having a brand means to them. So it, you have to be careful when you talk about building a brand because it can mean a lot of different things in a lot of different areas. So I've got two comments on that, uh, two thought processes, which is, I think technology has changed things quite a bit, and I'd love to get your input on this. About 10 to 15 years ago, when Airbnb, VRBO, and access to homes wasn't as predominant or as easy to book as it is now, I think that the brand equity in locations was super, super valuable. I don't know that we have the same repeat customers that we used to have because they, they knew the destination, they knew a property manager, they knew the quality of the units that they were arriving to. So they'd stick to a brand. And that's when local brand equity really made a difference, right? Now people seem to travel a heck of a lot. They're willing to take a lot more risks and I think brand equity has diminished quite a bit because people can see the quality, they can see reviews on a website, and it's much easier to book according to what other people are doing and staying and seeing and, and saying about those property managers. And it almost feels like the brand has disappeared a little bit uh, or, or the value behind a brand has disappeared a little bit, unless you're a larger brand that has consumed many brands. So I'd love to take your, your, your input on that because with technology play, how important is branding and should people really be worried about their brand or really just focus on the level of guest experience inside of a home, their reviews, 
rather than putting so much emphasis on marketing their actual brand. I, I, I almost feel like it's more important at this point in time and starting out new fresh, I'm more focused on my reviews and the guest experience inside of a home, delivering that and getting people to talk about that experience in that particular home that's going to make me succeed than getting them to recognize my brand. Yeah, I, I think that is is absolutely a, a critical conversation right now. And it, the more reliant you are on OTAs, the the less your guest will initially know who you are, right? So if you're doing, you know, we do a higher percentage of direct bookings than is sort of industry standard, but a significant portion through OTAs. Every one of those guests has no idea who we are when they show up at the house. So we have a window of time to wow them with cleanliness, service, to to make them hope, hopefully take note of the brand and, and maybe come to us direct in the future. I still think that the OTAs, even for somebody who's been impressed with our brand, the OTA will always be a starting place for their their shopping, right? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm no different than that, right? When I want the, the largest spread that I can have when I'm first looking at a location. And then if I start to see some patterns, right, may, maybe I will then go direct and say, oh, I, three of these houses are managed by this guy. I might go to his website now and take a look at his portfolio. But it, it's it, it's the service components and the word of mouth that result from that that are, that are going to be significant to you. Like we, everybody's got a dream state for their business, right? Our, our dream state we never want to be the biggest brand, right? But we do want to have a a sort of higher-end property management company that's a national brand where if you do love your ski vacation with natural retreats, you know, you're going to come to us for your beach vacation, right? That's that's what we really hope for. And, you know, we're not there yet. We get some of that, but, you know, it's it, it will take time to build to, to that place. But that's not going to come from marketing dollars and battling, you know, all the other name brands um, in order to win, right? This sort of like digital marketing race. It, it's going to be guest experience, guest satisfaction, and loyalty as a result. It's, it's very interesting. You know, one thing that has stuck out in, in especially I think in the last 18 months to two years with your company is your team. You have hired some incredible people, you know, and and some of them have been on some big stages lately and have been recognized for the work that they're doing in the industry. Talk to us a little bit about the team that you've put together and, and the impact that that's had on the growth of the company, the ability to scale, and just your confidence in your company's growth and the experience you can provide. Because for me, without building the right team, there's no way to scale. And, and you're doing that from that perspective, you're doing a phenomenal job. Well, I appreciate that comment. And I, you know, I couldn't agree more, right? Obviously the, we're obviously in a position where we have a bit more resource. We were able to recruit larger teams of qualified people than your average single site brand, right? So right off the bat, we're, you know, we're, we're positioned well from that perspective. Now, it wasn't always that way, right? But it, it's that way now. I manage three different areas of the company. I manage uh, business development, revenue management, and sales and revenue. 
I am very, very fortunate to have incredible people running all of those departments. And all of them have come up internally through the company, right? Which is another thing that is, is really special. So we, we've got people that have, you know, at the at the least six years of natural retreats experience and then additional industry years. But I, I'm in a place where I can rely on those people to really drive the advancements. You know, I don't have just a, a, a team of executors. I've got real business leaders that are, you know, independently staying attuned to the, you know, revenue management trends, right? And saying, okay, here's where the where revenue management is going. You know, Sarah Franzen is bringing new ideas to me every day about what she is seeing and, you know, things that she thinks will differentiate us. You know, and it, Sarah is not the only person, you know, Jess Carney on a, from a sales perspective is doing the, the same exact thing. So, you know, we're, you know, these are people that I think are free thinkers and forward thinkers and, you know, want to be on the forefront of the industry. And, and that's, they're doing it. I mean, and that's the key part of it is that they're doing it and they're, they're doing a great job at it. I think a lot of people are watching what your team is doing. I mean, you're running 16 plus markets. You know, I, I don't even know. I've lost the count on how many markets you guys have, but doing revenue management in a single market is difficult. Doing revenue management in 16 markets and understanding how they operate. I think part of it is the acquisitions that you guys are doing and the teams that you're acquiring, but having an overall or overarching team that understands how to manage each one of those destinations and working with the local teams is key. And you're doing a great job at it. So, thank well, you. What, yeah, one thing you know, you you don't need to. You know, Jonathan doesn't have to give you any real insights or or secret hidden gems. One of the things you can notice just from looking from the outside, Brian, that I've noticed is. There's a significant number of those team members didn't come up through vacation rentals. And we've got right. a lot of talent in this industry, but there's also a lot this industry can learn. You know, Jonathan spoke about, you know, how he came from, you know, the outfitter, you know, the activity side, right? Sarah came from hotels. Like, you know, salespeople can come from other markets. It's about finding, I think what they, obviously, one of the things Natural Retreats has done is they find good talent. And they put them in a position where they can execute, and then you kind of get out of their way. Jonathan, as we start to wrap up, one of the things I know in past conversations, you you, you are you've been very involved in some of the technology decisions that the company's making. I think from an operations standpoint, obviously, and you've spoken a lot about how the operations can really dictate that guest experience. That not just you know inside the house, but but even you know leading up to and then and then post stay that it's not just all marketing dollars. Are we? What is the well? Two questions. What is? What do you think the role is of technology? And have we made it easier, or have we made it? And I always say this just genuinely: Have we made it just more complicated? Right, because technology can also um, it can, it can be a hindrance sometimes to overcomplicating just the simple good execution. Yeah, I another great topic that you could talk about for <laughs> for a very long time. But sort of my this would be my Cliff Notes version of this. 
I think it's important for people to remember that the technology is a tool, right? It, you go to a conference, you, you go and you listen to the sales pitches, and it, it's easy to get dazzled. I mean, every single software you look at, so that's amazing. You know, we need to, you know, if we add that, then we're going to be that much better. Well, sometimes that is true. But, you know, I, I think it's important that you don't get dazzled by all of the things that are possible and you really look at, okay, what is actually contributing to the, the guest satisfaction and the, the scalability, right? So we're, we're tackling some different problems because we're trying to scale nationally. And technology probably plays a more significant role in being a national player than being, I shouldn't say more significant, but a different role in being a national player than being a phenomenal single site operator because you're trying to standardize things in diverse markets. So, you know, absolutely necessary. The technology is improving things every day, but it is easy to suddenly find yourself cobbled together with 10 different pieces of software that don't really work together all that well. And you spend half your time trying to figure out how to make your tech stack try and cooperate, right? So it, fine line. And I, I, I mean, I honestly think this is something that we're all going to be battling, you know, for in perpetuity, right? Because tech will continue to evolve and you're just going to have to pick the pieces that you think are necessary and are adding to the experience. Yeah, it, it, I agree. I'm hearing more Again, just being at these last few conferences, you you are hearing more about the tech stack, not only from a communication standpoint between all of your tools, but how many tools can a property manager really afford? Brian, I think we're going to have a show coming up that really kind of starts to at least ask some of these questions because there's got to be some consolidation. The consolidation can only happen on the property manager side, right? There's got to be some consolidation on the vendor side. Some of these more overarching tech solutions have got to acquire and bring in the best of class, I think, of some of these guys that are doing a really good job. But to be honest, they're solving a very small problem that these property managers are having. You just can't, especially at your level, Brian, you're just getting back to starting again. I know you've struggled with this, right? You've gone to a couple of different property management software, but you can't, you just can't keep adding on. I, I told someone at Burma, it's the, I feel like it's the equivalent, uh, I'll apologize in advance to my wife for, for throwing her in here, but you know, she loves that. Well, it's just a 99 cent iTunes app. Yeah, it's nice. But when we get 200 of them, that monthly bill gets really big, and on an annualized basis, it gets really big. So, it, it's a battle, I think, where we're gonna we're getting torn in the. We've got to keep moving, you know, in that consistent, really high end guest experience that 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 works well. But we've got to do it in a way that works for the economics of vacation yeah. rentals. It's tough. It is tough, especially for some of the smaller property managers that are starting out. I think we're trying to compete with some of the big boys and trying to provide the same level of guest experience as some of the bigger guys. And really, there's so many tools out there that you say, okay, well, they're probably doing this and this and this and this and this, when in fact, all they need to be doing is really good communicating and providing some, you know, very personal service. And, and, and I think I harp on this a lot. And then as you start to grow, looking at building more tools into your software. 
I'm a little bit different. I think we're testing quite a few things. I'm a very curious person and I'm very, uh, I'm excited to try new things and also leave things that don't work. So I'm okay with testing and understanding that there is a testing period, seeing if it works for our guests and for our operations. And then if it doesn't result in, in some sort of value, being able to say, thank you very much. That's not for us. And, and I don't really care what the rest of the people around me are doing. I'm building my own guest experience, my own company, my own brand. And, a th and I really kind of have tuned out the rest of the competition because I'm not focused on what they're doing. I'm focused on the second go around. What does my brand really look like, whether I have a brand or not? At the end of the day, it's how do I want my company to operate? How do I want my guest experience to operate? So, you know, I think you guys are a really interesting company. I'd love to see where you guys are going in the next two to three years. If you had to give advice, two or three pieces of advice to property managers, what would it be? And let's wrap up and tell us where you guys are headed here in the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, in terms of advice, I think probably the best thing I could say is know who you're trying to be. There are a lot of different angles to, you know, come from in, in this industry. And, you know, we, I talked a bit about sort of our, you know, our beginnings with this sort of that natural focus, that activity led focus. It gave us some direction, right? And if you just decide what's your, your niche, what's your angle, who are you as a company? Don't try and be everything and, and just try and do that the best you can, or else you're just, you're going to drown because there's so many things that you could try and tackle. You know, don't, don't try and do short-term, seasonal, long-term, you know, all at the same time out of the gate, right? Figure out how to do one of them, bring in other pieces as you start to learn, right? And, uh, and then just make sure you're successful at what you're doing. Mm -hmm. In, in terms of where we're going, I mean, we're, our, our goal is still to be the the best national brand that focuses on the the upper end of the vacation rental market you know with a focus on service for both guests and owners we will continue the the path of both organic growth and acquisition growth we'll focus on the things we know which you know right now you know ex our expertise are in rocky mountain ski and beach markets those are our sort of two two ends of the spectrum uh, and we'll keep looking for great like-minded businesses in in those sectors to do deals with it's awesome yeah. some great advice brian and i say this over and over do for those of you who are new to vacation rental or are really just getting started in your growth do not take for granted the community for someone like Jonathan to come on here and, and give, I mean, just honest advice to people on how to grow. You've got to soak this up because I've been in a lot of industries, this doesn't happen, right? And you see that at these conferences, I think it is that hospitality nature. They want to be, you know, these are people who get their energy from being around people, but it just such an advantage to be able to hear from people who are doing it and are being successful at it as you kind of chart your own path. And so, uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time. I know you're busy, and especially this is a busy time of year is where you're getting ready to go into the ski season and your market's out west. So we really appreciate you joining us today.
Yeah, well, thank I, you for your time. Yeah, I, I always enjoy our conversations. So thanks for the opportunity. And I'm always here if you want to chat about the, the business. Well, well, we'll, we'll have you come we'll, back. We will definitely have you come back. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of Guest X. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest, the letter X, podcast.com. And follow us in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episodes. We are Brian Hamali and Matthew Loney signing off and reminding you to always create a guest experience worth talking about. See you soon.